This overinvestment in public and professional life could well be running away from whatever it is that you don't master or control. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've got me so wrong. Hello, Generations, and welcome back to this episode. This episode is actually part two of episode eight, Would You Rather Be Alone or Lonely? This episode in episode eight quickly turned from answering the reflex card to a discussion about being introverted or extroverted. And Amelia and I decided to take an online test together um, with you guys to find out who we were and who the internet thought we were. So here are our answers and we go through all of the options and our results at the very end. Uh, feel free to carry along with us as you go and kind of think to yourself what you might have chosen from the options available. Anyway, we'll jump straight into the podcast now and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so hello generations. Um, we are just going to derail the podcast really quick. We have obviously found ourselves deep diving into the conversation of introverts and extroverts and um, we're, me and Amelia are actually going to take a test now to see what the internet thinks we are. So we're just jumping on to psychologies.co.uk. Uh, the test is called, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Um, the question is, you're really busy at work and a colleague is telling you their life story and personal woes. You don't dare to interrupt them. Think it's more important to give... Wait, should I read out all the options? Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay, should I start again from the options? Yeah, just say the options are... Okay, the options are... Wait, actually, another question. Should I say A, B and C so it's clear when I'm moving on to a new yes. one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, the options are... A, you don't dare to interrupt them. B, you think it's more important to give them some of your time and work can wait. C, listen but only with half an ear. And D, interrupt and explain that you're really busy at the moment. So what would you choose? I would do B, definitely. So you B, think it's more important to give them some of your time and work can wait. So when I thought of this question, I think of work, which I work at a crafty kind of retail homeware store. So I work in retail um, and to be completely frank, I don't actually care too much about that job and it's not where I want to be forever and I'm actively trying to leave. So it'd probably be different if it was something I, I don't know if would it be different? I'm not sure. I just need to talk about what is relevant to me and at this point in time if I was you know filling a shelf or doing whatever for, for the place that I work at right now I mm. would definitely choose B I think it's more important to give them some of your time work can wait hmm okay this is funny because I yeah obviously we're going to we're going to put our bias our, our life into the question which is going to change the answer like it's going to change my answer based off what like but anyway, my first thought would be I would probably, and this is not like the best thing to do, but I would listen with only half an ear because when I'm, 
like really busy and stressed, I find it hard, like really hard to listen to people talking. Like when I'm like trying to multitask or something and I'm really trying to concentrate on something or trying to do something or I'm stressed about anything, I would find it hard to listen to a colleague's life story. Definitely. I don't think I could. Mm. I'd be too concerned with the work that I have on my plate. Well, putting myself into that position, like if I am at home doing my TAFE work and if I'm like full in it, you know, you just get in the zone and just doing your work and you're just smashing it out. I do not want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. This is tricky. You're when I'm really like busy. feeling really stressed, I find it hard to, I'm not in the right place to be like conversing and asking people about their life. And like, I'm more just like, I'm thinking about when you've got a job to do. Yeah. I'm thinking about when my dad came and had lunch with me at uni once when I was (laughs) in the middle of like the busiest week. And all I was talking about was what was going on for me. Mm. Cause I needed to like talk about it and get it off my chest. And I wasn't definitely wasn't like in a mood to be like, how are you? Yeah. Sometimes I find myself. Well, in that situation, sometimes I find myself, if I am really busy or I am mentally very preoccupied with something, I find myself nodding along to someone and mm-hmm. not listening and thinking about something I need to do or... That's exactly um, what I'm thinking of. That's why I was thinking, listening with half an ear. Mm. I'll be like literally listening with okay. half an ear. I think I'm going to change to listen with half an ear because if it was something I actually cared about that was really busy or something on my mind, that's how I would react. And not if it was but my retail I think job. You should do your original answer because that was the first thing that you thought of. And that okay. was your con- Well, I don't know. We're playing it like a flex card. It's a freaking quiz. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, question two is you've been sitting in your doctor's waiting room for more than 25 minutes. You, here are the options. So option A is look at your watch every two minutes. B, bubble with inner anger, but keep quiet. C, explain to other equally impatient people in the room that the doctor is always running late. C, complain in a loud voice while tapping your foot impatiently. See, I don't think I'd do any of those. No, neither. Because like... Unless I was in, like, a real hurry to get somewhere. Well, I still don't. I feel like if I was there and it was taking a really long time, I'd be trying to do something to distract myself. Mm. But I would be trying to, like, I don't know, find something on my phone that will take my attention. I think if I had to choose any of those, it would be look at your watch every two minutes. Yeah, I was reading those options, waiting for the thing to be like, sit and wait patiently. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have... (laughs) I have definitely waited in the waiting room more than 25 minutes. Um, and that was for mm. a specialist. So I... I've waited at least an hour. A hundred percent. I feel like most people have. Yeah. And it's never anyone's fault. It's just that if each person that the doctor sees takes an extra minute than they thought, it's going to add up. Especially if it's a doctor. So my mm. example is um, a dermatologist. So I have to go to a specialist because... Skin cancer runs in my family. Mm. And um, he, like, literally with an appointment, you're in and out. Like, you walk into his room and out of his room in five minutes. 
like it's quick. He, he works quick. So he sees a lot of patients in a day, but if each patient takes six minutes or seven minutes instead of five, that's going to add up. And he's working as quick as he can. Mm, exactly. I think, I don't know whether we both have more understanding because we're fresh out of working in like service industries where yeah. we just uh, understanding of when things take longer or I don't know. And also I never book a doctor's appointment right up against another thing I need to do. And expect to get in and out real quick. Yeah. You, 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 I would walk into a doctor's office expecting to wait 25 minutes. I would give myself. Maybe not in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Okay, so I'm going to choose look at your watch every two minutes because that's the only thing yeah. I can choose, I think. Okay. You're having an animated discussion with a colleague regarding a project that you're in charge of. You, A, don't dare to contradict them. B, think they are obviously right. C, defend your own point of view, tooth and nail. Or D, continuously interrupt your colleague. I, If I could make my own option, it would be to try and see where they're coming from. And if I don't think it's a suitable option, <laughs> then I will defend yeah. my idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. There's no option to say that you would listen to yeah. them. <laughs> and, and <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. I do that. I do often trust other people's opinions over my own. Yeah. It depends. Um, for oh my some gosh. reason, I just always expect other people to have it more together and know what they're on about more As, than I do, even though they never like they aren't really. If it, okay, so if it was a role that I'm looking to go into, such as marketing, social media, that stuff that I'm new to, I only studied it this year. I would a hundred percent trust someone that's already in the industry, possibly mm. completely over myself. But if I'm working at my retail job, I've been there for three years. I feel like I know that place better than I know my own home. I'm going to defend. Yeah, well, it says you're in charge. So that makes me think. But I think we're thinking about it too much. <laughs> it's, it says that you're in charge. So that makes me think that you have more experience than the other okay. person. And so I think it's, I'd either think that they're right or I would defend my own point of view <laughs> to the nail, which are two completely opposite things. Mm. I think, look, I think... If I'm in charge, I think I would like to think that I would defend myself to the nail. Yeah, I agree because, yeah, really... But I, I've definitely been in situations where I've thought the other person is right. Yeah. I'm going to choose C, defend your own point of view to the nail. Even though that's not completely correct, that's mm, yeah. at this point in time, I'm resonating with that. I think I'm going to do that too. All right, next question. Okay, question four. You were taking part in a guided tour of a museum. You, and here are the options, A, are a bit too far towards the back, so you don't really hear what the guide is saying. B, follow the group without question. C, make sure that everyone is able to hear properly. D, are right up the front adding your own comments in a loud voice. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I feel like I would be towards the back and not being able to hear. I don't think if I was in that situation, I'd push to the front. I also think I, I would follow the group before. without question. I also follow the group, yeah. <laughs> it's just multi-choice. 
I, at no point in time would I ask, tap everyone on the shoulder and be like, can you hear properly? Can you hear? You want to move forward? <laughs> That's almost as bad as D. Just making sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I f- will follow the group without question. <laughs> if, if I, regardless of if I can hear or can't hear, I'm following the group. Mm-hmm. I paid for the guide. I'm not leaving. <laughs> so um, during dinner parties at your home, you have a hard time with people who... A, ask you to tell a story in front of everyone else. B, talk privately between themselves. C, hang around you all evening. Or D, always drag the conversation back to themselves. If it's a dinner party, I want everyone to chat. I would select talk privately between myself, between themselves because out of all of those, I think that would annoy me the most. But mm. I wouldn't really care if someone hung around me all evening. Mm. I don't know. I I, th- I would take that as a compliment because they'd, especially mm. if they were new to the group. I'd be happy something. to have a buddy. Yeah. Have a buddy. Come sit with me, buddy. Question six. You crack a joke at work, but nobody seems to notice. You, options are, A, think it's for the best. It was a lame joke anyway. B, wait to share it with your friends after work. C, try it again a bit later with one of your colleagues. D, keep telling it until they pay attention. <laughs> oh, dear. I think we all know Oh, my D. gosh. I definitely would be going for A. I would not repeat that <laughs> joke if it came off badly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just wouldn't. Yeah, definitely A. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to say it's for the best. It was a lame joke. All right, question seven. This morning, your agenda seems to be free. You, A... Know that somebody will find a reason to come and bother you. <laughs> B, have a sigh of relief and look forward to a day without stress. C, question your colleagues about a project that's been worrying you. Or D, pick up the phone and start filling up your agenda with meetings. I automatically will go, sigh of relief, look forward to a day without stress. C, mm, yeah, I'm tossing up between that one and the last one about filling up your agenda because often if I have like a day off, I will plan out what I'm doing a day without stress to me is a day where I can do whatever I want whether I plan it or not I can have a day without stress which could mean a day without work and doing nothing and being a slob which is fine I can do that I can do that and enjoy it or a day without stress could be I have a day full of fun things that I want to do that I do Mm -hmm. on my own terms so either way a sigh of relief. Look forward to a day without stress. During dinner, the discussion moves to a subject about which you know nothing at all. You, A, don't dare show that you don't know anything about the subject. B, barely follow the discussion. C, ask lots of questions to learn more about it. D, change the subject of discussion. Mm, I think I'd probably ask lots of questions to learn more about it. Yeah. But then also I think sometimes I would go, oh, and like pick up something that they've said and then change it to move it towards something that I know about at Mm. the same time so I've kind of done both of those yeah me too I also think it depends if it's a one-on-one conversation or a group yeah yeah that's true because if it's a group I might ask some questions but more than anything I'd probably be listening if it's two educated people talking about a subject they both know a lot about I'm not going to d- disrupt them. I'm going to let them talk because I'm probably going to learn more from that than me asking a silly question. Yeah, I 
I think I'm going to say the same. Ask lots of questions. The thing that okay. I, d- I like the least is when someone who obviously knows nothing about a subject tries to talk about it as if they do. Yeah, and it's obviously falling short. So I never want to be that person. So I always actively either step back and listen or try to become more educated on it. So you're out with a group of friends and there's a person who's quite shy and doesn't talk much. You notice that they're alone, but don't go over and talk with them. Go and have a chat with them, shoot some friendly smiles in their direction or hardly notice them at all. I think I would definitely shoot some friendly smiles in their direction. (laughs) I don't think I have the confidence to be, yeah, I don't think I'm that person that would see someone alone and um, like pull them in. Mm. I think maybe this is where I'm going to be not an extrovert because that's kind of quite an extroverted thing to do. I will yeah. like try and like get their vibe and like look at them and like if they smile at me, then maybe I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be like super bold and just go over. Yeah. But then it says you're out with a group of friends. So to me, that would mean like, it didn't say acquaintances, it says friends. So I'm going to assume that they're my friend. My first instinct was to go and have a chat with them, thinking it's my friends. But then you just said that you wouldn't have the confidence if you didn't know their vibe. Which I, again, if that had been what was written down, I'd choose that. I think choose the one that you pictured when you first read the question. Okay, I'm going to say go and have a chat with them. Maybe the first thing that you think of when you read the question is what's important, not what you would actually do in every single scenario. Okay, question 10. At work, somebody asks for your help for the hundredth time. You, A, give them a hand as usual. B, accept you're known for being helpful. C, ask them, please, to find someone else for a change. D, loudly make it known that you're annoyed. I would say accept because I'm known for being helpful. Because I enjoy helping people. And I like, I like it's, oh, actually, I don't know whether it's that I enjoy helping people or I enjoy being helpful. Mm. Like I enjoy people thinking that I am helpful. Mm. So I will do it just so that they think I'm helpful. Yeah, I like the idea that... <laughs> I don't know if this is weird, but... I like the idea of people thinking that I'm knowledgeable enough that they could ask me <laughs> for help. Like today, yeah. one of the girls at work, she's relatively new, so she was asking me how to use... Uh, like some of the software on our PDA devices. And I was like, oh my God, I'd love to show you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to say accept you're known for being helpful. You've been to see a movie with your family and the reviews are mixed. You don't share your point of view with anyone. You, you That's A. B, you didn't like the film, but you keep your views to yourself. C, you state your point of view with enthusiasm. Or D, you try to bring others around to your point of view. Well, if it says you're with your family and mm-hmm. I have no problem stating my point of view <laughs> in front of my family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with D that I'd try to bring others around to my point of view to have an argument in place ready to go as to why my opinion is right. Yes. I don't want to just state my opinion and leave it out there. I want to be able to back that shit up. mm Okay, I'm going to go with D. Okay, question 12. A friend arrives late for your meeting. You, A, say it's not a problem, even if it's not what you really think. B, 
be give them a filthy look and sulk for the rest of the evening. C, tell them, you're too much. Have you seen the time? D, make a scene in front of everyone. If it was a really close friend, I would tell them, you're too much. Have you seen the time? I'd be mm. like, bro, what are you doing? But in like a joking way. But if they were anything less than a close friend, I would probably just say it's no problem. Yeah, I'm thinking, and the other questions allude to the idea that there's a group which might not all be as good friends as you are with this one person. So it might mm. be a business meeting at night with a group of professionals, but you just happen to be really good friends with one of them. I would definitely say it's no problem. Okay. Um, 13. You can't find your keys. You. <laughs> a. Don't want anyone to find out. So you take the bus. B. Panic and search madly without asking anyone for help. C, grumble without telling your family that you're in a bad mood. Or D, accuse those around you for misplacing them. Personally, I would panic and search madly without asking anyone for help because I have a routine with my keys. I hang them on the fridge. So if they're not on the fridge, then I know that I've misplaced them because I take them off the fridge, get in the car, come home, put them on the fridge. And that's my thing. So if if they're not on the fridge, no one else drives my car. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, I know it's my fault, so I'm not going to bring anyone into it. I know exactly what this panic and searching madly is. I do it all the time. <laughs> and I would say also, if this was my mum doing this quiz, she would accuse those around you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she loses something, she's like, what have you done with my thing? And it's like the most random thing that I would never use. I'm like, why would I ever have used that? I remember when I was younger. I would like lose my hairbrush or whatever and I'd ask dad if he'd seen it and he'd go, and my dad's bald by the way. And he'd say, <laughs> when was the last time I used it? <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's ingrained in me to not ask if anyone else has seen it. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, when did I use it last? Okay. Last question is number 14. It's time <laughs> for your annual appraisal with your boss. <laughs> You, A, go with great hesitation as these sessions are torture for you. B, look forward to hearing what your boss thinks about you and expects from you. C, rehearse and nauseam the arguments and ideas that you've prepared for the meeting. D, go along unprepared as you are confident like and like improvising. Okay, the context that I'm going to apply to this since I've never done this is my like final review presentations at the end of my semesters where I present my work and, and basically a panel will tell me what they think about it. I'd probably choose C, rehearse the ideas that you're prepared for the meeting. But also B, I also look forward to hearing what they think and what they expect. But I think more C. I haven't ever felt a lot of weight on a situation like this. I think I would go for B. Look forward to hearing what your boss thinks about you and expects from you. Let's finish. We're going to get the same. Okay, mine says, you are more of a public extrovert and a private introvert. Yeah, did you get that? No. Mine is, you are more of a public introvert and private extrovert. So wait, I'm going to read a little bit of this description. So it says, in public and at work, you are a ball of energy and perpetually on the move. You take initiative, encourage others, hate waiting around and are endlessly anticipating what's going on around you. You take real pleasure in managing everything, much like a conductor of an orchestra. (laughs) 
You enjoy being noticed by your work peers and your anxiety is linked more to the thought of leaving others indifferent. You need others' attention to fully exist, but once you're, you've crossed the threshold of your home, it's another matter. You no longer take initiatives, but leave others to decide in your place. When your partner asks you, oh, this is going to be a big call. When your partner asks you to make a choice or give an opinion about holiday destinations, dinner menus, or the children's activities, you offer little or no input. No. That is completely <laughs> opposite. The first part of it sounded kind of okay, yes. but then... I think so. Absolutely not about the holiday destination. No, you are all over that. How to react in those? I need somewhere with a bath. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people feel that you compensate in one area of life, but you have trouble handling your other side, which is private. You compensate in your public area of your life, and you have trouble handling your private side of your life. The public (laughs) overactivity. into which you throw yourself prevents you from expressing your emotions and feelings oh gosh well at the end it's like oh my god this is savage at the end it's like why are you so afraid of your emotions what are you afraid of finding deep within yourself this overinvestment in public and professional life could well be running away from whatever it is that you don't master or control oh yeah you've got me so wrong Mr. Quiz. Um, let me give you a quick taste of mine. So mine says that mine concludes that I am more of a public introvert and a private extrovert. <clears throat> so the little description is within your circle of friends and family, you are completely at ease and it's only you who takes the lead to organize outings, dinners, vacations. Not true. Uh, sometimes true, but not always true. <laughs> mm. <laughs> However, as soon as you're in public or professional setting, you come become rather inhibited. You don't feel in tune with what you would qualify as agitation, rivalry, or vainglory. And this can sometimes appear to others as a kind of hidden criticism or a lack of ambition. Uh-oh! In fact, your prag- pragmatic temperament helps you successfully manage problems as and when they arise. You aren't the kind to calculate your every move and plan every inch of your life. And you find the sphere of family and friends to be much more gratifying to the professional sphere. sphere. You're more expressive in emotional and human terms and at home your organisation skills and capacity to oil the family wheels work well. Um, no. (laughs) And many of your family and friends appreciate your qualities and skills. At first glance, people find it hard to understand how you could be so comfortable organising your private life and then seem to lose the better part of your self-confidence when you're in public. Maybe it's a question of rhythm. If you feel comfortable in your domestic rhythm, it's perhaps because it works more on a short-term basis. Interesting. Not really. It was like, you can't control all the cards, so you have to adapt, and in fact, that doesn't interest you at all. If this difference between work and home life doesn't bother you, then carry on. However, if you feel frustrated by this imbalance, it could be useful to look into the deeper reasons. (sighs) Okay. Well, you know what? I think that quiz taught us something that we already kind of discussed at the start, which was that the pigeonholes for people in these introvert, extrovert things are not as clear as they seem. You put that so well. (laughs) I do not want to be pigeonholed. I'm an eagle. Let me fly. <laughs> Thank you, Amelia. Thank you again for joining me. It's always great to have you here. And like I say, every time, 
I'm sure it won't be your last time on the podcast. I feel like this is becoming a bit of a learning experience. <laughs> I'm so glad you can take something away from it. <laughs> and to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you pondered into your extrovertedness or introvertedness. And you know what? Tune in next Friday to hear some more thought-provoking conversations aided by the reflex card game or completely derailed by psychologies.co.uk. You can find (laughs) all the episodes from the OK Boomer podcast on the ACA app. And until then, I will see you on Friday. Bye now. Bye.